world can bombard us with negatives, frightening news events, inconsiderate people, disappointing interactions. But research is showing that cultivating a sense of gratitude can help us refocus so we can remind ourselves of the good things happening in our life right now. Establishing a daily practice of identifying what went right today and feeling thankful for it can do wonders for our happiness and our health. So let's help our kids figure out how to do this too, whether they're writers or non-writers. I'm Sue Patterson and welcome to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You know, I believe the best way to conquer your fears and hesitations about unschooling is to get good information and support. That's why I offer you this short weekly podcast to share what I've seen over nearly 30 years so you don't have to learn it all from scratch. The show notes and the blog post will have discounts for you as a podcast listener, so be sure to tap into those. So let's get to it. One of the first things that pops up when you decide to Google creating a gratitude practice is journaling. And as many of us know, some of our kids are not into that. Heck, some parents are not into that either. After years of the school approach to writing, many of us are left thinking we're not good writers or that we hate writing. It's always odd to me how many parents who feel this way go on to duplicate the same methods with their kids and surprise, surprise, their kids hate writing now too. Or maybe you were good at writing in school. Maybe your own learning style aligned with the methods being used or maybe you just learned to hack the system. But your kids are completely different little people and they're not enjoying your writing suggestions at all. You know me. I'm going to be realistic. I want to talk to you about ways you can do gratitude journals or create a gratitude practice for writers and non-writers and even our technology lovers. But before we list out a few ideas, let's talk about why this works. When you use the school approach, the subjects are the focus. You learn math and reading and writing. But that's too vague to really excite the kids about learning those things. Better to look at something they or you want to do and then see what skills a person needs to be able to do it. That's the way unschooling works. If I were to say, let's spend a little time writing, it will help you get better at it. That's not going to fly if your kids have embraced the idea that learning happens organically. Better to say, let's color these superheroes knowing this will strengthen those fine motor skills. Or let's make a sign for your door, showing them the usefulness of writing. Or let's write a thank you note to grandma, because it's a common courtesy, plus she loves those and it keeps the gifts coming. I do have a link over at the blog post with some fun Mad Lib ways to do this. It doesn't have to be hard. But you see the difference? Just because your child isn't into writing, And mine took all different paths to become comfortable with writing. We don't want to forego the benefits of focusing on gratitude just because of that. I can give you more resource links to help you understand more about the unschooling approach to writing. I have a blog post called Boys in Writing and another called Unschooling in Writing. It's also a podcast. And those might be helpful and they're linked over at the website. In the membership group, we're doing a 15-day gratitude challenge. This podcast is actually day three. We're talking about all the benefits that can come when we focus on gratitude. If you want to see more about what we're doing, you can hop over to YouTube. I did a little intro video over there, and you can always jump in and join us. So 
Let's look at what we can learn from the idea of gratitude journals. Maybe we'll be writing if our kids enjoy it, or maybe getting creative for our kids who don't. Our entire attitude is affected by what and where we choose to focus. Hasn't everybody had the experience where all was well until one person did or said one negative thing, and then all the good was tossed out the window and replaced with an overwhelming feeling of discontent? So instead of being swept away by the squeaky wheels in our lives, let's get back in the driver's seat. Let's deliberately pull the positives to the front of our minds. Kids need tools, too, to help them cope with rough patches that inevitably pop up throughout life. Gratitude journals are a simple way to possibly set some new patterns. Setting aside a little time to recall the moments of gratitude associated with our daily life can help create a life filled with gratitude and thankfulness. Maybe some quiet time with mom or dad remembering a few positive things from their day. Did something happen today they handled well? Did someone say something that made them happy? Did they experience something exciting or see something new? So for the kids who like to write, the artistic types might like to create a beautiful, inspiring cover. Hobby stores will have a variety of notepad styles to choose from. DIY artists may use notepads that have art paper and they can draw representations of what inspired their gratitude that day. Thoughtful types may choose simple pocket calendars designed with weekly options. They can write their daily gratitudes onto a calendar. The simplest solution is to grab a cheap spiral from the local dollar store and use it only for your gratitude recordings. So encourage them to write about what they're thankful for. There's no right or wrong way to create a gratitude journal. Whatever works best for you is your answer. Record somewhere between three and five things you're grateful for on that particular day. People, relationships, comforts in the home, pets, skills they've acquired are good starting places. Maybe they can pick a topic each day, lists of favorite things they're grateful to have or grateful that exist in the world. Once they've made the list, invite them to think about what they've included and write about what each of these items offers them in their lives. How do each make them feel? Bringing these positives into their awareness will help shift their mindset to what good exists in their lives. So also over at the blog post, I have 15 gratitude journal prompts that they can describe in more detail. What's the best thing that happened today? What's your favorite family vacation? Things like that. And for the kids who don't like to write, conversations count. Those same ideas mentioned in that list can happen conversationally, maybe over a meal, in the car, or a few minutes before bed. Think of it as creating a new habit, a new family tradition. Invite them to think about three good things that happened to them that day. Tell them that it's a good habit to focus on the positives. So as the day progresses, think about whether something that happened could be included in their own three good things list at the end of the day. If this is hard for them, invite them to walk through the day thinking in detail about what happened. Ask them to ponder how the day went from start to finish. If you begin to think of something that went wrong for this little span of time, put that aside for now and keep the focus on what went right. And after walking through the entire day, list at least three things to be grateful for. Anything you see as a journal prompt can be used as a conversation prompt. Remember, the priority is to focus on gratitude, not the lack of writing. They're two separate issues. Try dictation. 
We did this a lot with creative writing, but it can easily be used in a gratitude journal format. Non-writers can get journals too. They can still pick out a cool looking cover without the pressure of knowing you're going to make them work on writing. You're going to do the writing for them. They'll just tell you what to write. This allows their thoughts to flow without worrying about choosing words they can spell or the shapes of the letters. That can come later. Or maybe use a big whiteboard. You can do the writing and they can decorate the words. Or if you've written it out on the whiteboard, they can notice the things they're grateful for every time they pass by. Meet them every day at the whiteboard to add more. If your kids are more techy or they're into apps, this is another way to connect with them over something they enjoy and help them focus a little more on gratitude. Whether it's an Evernote or an app like that that allows pictures and folders that could be used for recording daily gratitude. Or you could create a digital scrapbook. You could even make a family Instagram. Yeah, you can make it private and post pictures of things that happen in the day that each person is grateful for. Give everyone access and your account will be filled with daily gratitude photos. Maybe even more. Or you could make a gratitude group text for photo sharing if you don't want to tap into social media. There are apps designed for gratitude and journaling, like 365 Gratitude Journal or Take Two Minutes or something called Grateful, which is the photo journal app. I have some links over at the blog post for you to be able to look at these. So try this out for a month with the whole family. See for yourself if it changes everyone's trajectory. Hopefully, this helps you see that a gratitude journal is awesome if you have big writers, but not to be overlooked if you don't. Be sure to look at the blog post. I have a lot more links over there to help you create gratitude practices in your own home. I'm Sue Patterson, and you've been listening to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You can follow Unschooling Mom to Mom on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and even YouTube. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite listening platform is and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Unschooling Mom to Mom pep talk. Thank you for listening. Happy unschooling and enjoy your kids.